0: Well, good evening everyone. Welcome to Wednesday Evening Discipleship. It's great to have you with us. Wherever you're tuning in from, from my house to yours, welcome. Um, Tonight we're going to have a reading from the book of Philippians and then I'm going to offer a short thought and reflection on that, hopefully with some provoking questions for you and your connect group to think through and to pray through. So first, let's have our reading from the book of Philippians. We're going from Philippians 2, chapter 2, starting at the 12th verse to the 18th verse. Let's read together, shall we? Then you will shine among them like stars in the sky as you hold firmly to the word of life. And then I'll be able to boast on the day of Christ that I did not run or labour in vain. But even if I'm being poured out like a drink offering on the sacrifice and service coming from your faith, I am glad and rejoice with all of you. So you too should be glad and rejoice with me. Well, as I said, good evening, everyone. We're in a little series going through the book of Philippians. And we've come to a passage that asks us a very important question this kind of passage paul's writing here to the church of philippi asks us the question who are you becoming not what have you done before not what have you been like not what are you doing right now but who are you becoming what is the direction of travel in our character and subsequent actions this is asking us are we growing in godliness And I think we need to ask this kind of question at every point of our life. You know, asking ourselves seriously and asking God and asking for the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Are we growing in your character, Lord? Am I growing in your nature? Am I growing after your heart? But especially at a time like this, in a time of lockdown, I think it's so important to ask, especially under a time of pressure, who are we becoming? Now, Paul is very interested in the character of the church that he is writing to. Just before this reading from the middle of chapter 2, Paul has just had this part where he's described the humility of Christ. You know, the famous verses about Jesus setting aside his glory and stepping to earth. And he's, Paul said, you should imitate the mindset of Christ towards one another. And now he comes to this. He says in verse 12, Therefore, my dear friends, as you've always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Now that's a famous phrase, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. And a bit like me, you might want to ask, just what does that mean? See, what I normally do, if I want to find out something from the Bible, is turn to Google. But that actually shouldn't be our way. We can let the Bible interpret itself. So as we want to find out what it means to work out our salvation with fear and trembling, we should read the passage around it. So what's it mean to work out our salvation? Well, It's funny, I didn't notice this until just before I was due to record this talk. Verse 17 says this, But even if I'm poured out like a drink offering on the sacrifice and service coming from your faith, Paul talks about the sacrifice and service that springs from faith. So we understand that it's not just to do with our assenting God, our trust in him, our faith, but it's to do with our practical actions, our sacrifice, what we give up, and our service, how we love other people. So working out our salvation to do with the very practical things about the way that we live out our faith. But we can explore the passage further to find out more. Verse 12, Paul says this. He says, lovingly, therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence. Obeyed. He's talking about obedience. Working out our salvation is a matter of obedience. Paul commends the Philippians to say, continue as you have always done. a posture of obedience but we might want to ask what obedience to what well verse 15 into 16 says this it says through obedience then you will shine like stars in the sky as you hold firmly to the word of life working out our salvation is a matter of being obedient to the word of life this simply means obeying jesus christ's command obeying jesus christ himself all found in the word of god the bible remember jesus said he said if anyone loves me he'll keep my word do you remember this from john 15 he said you are my friends if you do what i command now i think it was the pastor mike pilavachi that said that god's love language is obedience god's love language is obedience so this kind of passage this asks us are you showing your love to god by being obedient to him Is that the orientation of your life? Are you looking to honour him in all that you do? Of course, there are so many areas of life this could speak into. I mean, Paul was especially concerned about the Philippians loving one another. He says, do everything without grumbling or arguing. Working out your salvation, then, is concerned with the very practical details of your life. We might think working out our salvation sounds like this big, grand undertaking. But Paul's talking about grumbling. He's talking about moaning. And he's talking about how we have our relationships with other people. He says, don't argue with people. So he's concerned with the everyday details of life. So this asks us: are we obeying God by living in harmony with other people, with our family and our friends? Are we living with a gratitude in our hearts? Are we not moaning? And I think at lockdown, those questions of not moaning and, and being grateful and then getting on with other people, I think they are as important as they've ever been. Obeying God, you see, is all about living distinctively. That's what it means. He says this Do everything without grumbling or complaining, then you will be without fault in a warped and crooked generation. Then you will shine among them like stars in the sky. Working out our salvation means living distinctively for God, i.e. means not sinning and following our selfish desires. Without God we are all warped and crooked, but with God we're called to live differently. We're called to shine like stars. We're called to be bright lights in the darkness. As I've already said, working out our salvation is all about who we are becoming. And that becoming phrase isn't just from Michelle Obama's book, but it's from verse 14. Paul writes this, he says, Do everything without grumbling or arguing, so that you may become blameless and pure, children of God without fault. He says, Do these things, live in this way. So that you may become blameless and pure. So, who are you becoming? Are you becoming blameless and pure? Are you becoming without fault? Is that what you could say of yourself? Is that maybe what others would say of you? You might want to think this through with your connect group tonight or with people close to you. You might want to do it with God. You might want to journal it, however, you work through this. Uh, You might want to ask, for the past year, in 2020, who am I becoming? You might want to do it in the past week. You might want to do it today. This has prompted me to ask, in this time of lockdown, in this extraordinary time, that we still find ourselves, who am I becoming? And this asks us, are we becoming blameless and pure? This asks us, is our salvation that we have in God being worked out in our lives? This could speak to so many areas of our lives. Are we giving in to our temper? Or are we living at peace with other people? Are we growing in self-control or are we just satisfying all our desires? Are we greedy or are we growing in generosity? Are we gluttonous or moderate? Do we speak well of others or do we gossip? I mean, the one I'm thinking through at the moment is around pride, particularly as I'm dealing with compliments. Am I growing in humility? That's what I'm asking myself. There's so many other things are we pursuing purity are we fleeing from sexual sin or are we giving into lust maybe that's with porn or sex outside of marriage we all struggle in different ways but by god's grace are you seeking to obey him and grow in godly character and grow in subsequent godly actions what has lockdown brought out of you what has it revealed about your heart what's your direction who are you becoming I encourage you tonight, or this week, or whenever you're listening to this, with people you trust, especially your Connect group, ask for prayer for an area where you need to become obedient to God in your attitudes, thoughts, words, or actions, whatever it is. Ask for prayer so that you may continue in obedience to God to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. The Greek for fear and trembling carries the connotation of reverence and respect for God. So ask for prayer to live that kind of life, that you might work out your salvation. But don't misunderstand me. Though we are called to be obedient to God in our works, i.e. the things we do, we are not saved by works, but by grace. We are not saved by works, but by grace. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on. I know at home you just raise your hands and waved your hankies in great joyful celebration. We're not saved by what we do. But that then begs the question as we read this kind of passage, why are we called to be obedient to God in the things we do? Why are we called to work out our salvation? Well, let's consider it. To use the words of this passage, we are all warped and crooked in our own sin. But when we repent, and this is the good news, when we repent, God sees us as blameless and pure. And though we have sinned, God forgives us and wipes our slate clean. And now sees us in the purity and blamelessness of Jesus Christ. And that's what we mean by grace. We receive Jesus' blamelessness. We receive his sinlessness. And we receive his perfect record, even though we don't deserve it. In fact, we are already the blameless and pure children of God without fault. That's who you are. You're the blameless and pure child of God without fault in his sight. And don't let shame tell you otherwise. So why then does Paul say, do everything so that you may become blameless and pure if that's who we already are in the sight of God? It's because God wants our salvation to be worked out in our lives. You see, even though he sees us in Jesus's sinless perfection, the reality is we still sin. All of us, we still act in a way that is still warped and crooked, even though we're saved. But God says, I want you to act in a way that is obedient and reflects the perfect way I already see you. See, God wants you to become in practice what you already are in position. He says, I see you in Jesus's perfection. Now I want you to walk in it. You see, God's grace is not a license for us to act however we want. No, God still calls us to be obedient to him. You know that scene in Spider-Man 1? where Uncle Ben says, Well, with following Jesus, with great grace comes great responsibility. God says to us, continue to work out the gift of salvation with fear and trembling. Live a life of reverence and respect to me. And God says, even though I have forgiven you, I want you to shine like stars in the darkness of humanity's sin. He says, I want you to obey me to hold to my word so that you may be without fault in your witness. And we don't do this to earn our salvation, but so that our lives reflect God's glorious salvation. But don't be burdened by this. Even though with great grace comes great responsibility, you are not alone. Paul says, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. There's that tension again, the tension of we have responsibility, but God is at work. But it's a glorious one. Even though God says, now live out your salvation, work it out, work out all that I've done for you in your life. He says, I am working in you to fulfill that good purpose. You see that in verse 13? God's willing and acting in you in order to fulfill his good purpose. God has a good purpose for your life. It's for you to grow, to become like Jesus Christ, the one in whose life and death you are now hidden. You are now in Christ, and now God says, walk it out in your life, but I'm going to help you do that very thing. Verse 13 from the NLT puts it like this. It makes it really clear. For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. The reality is the lockdown may well have revealed That you are not becoming blameless and pure. In fact, you might be more aware of your sin currently than you ever have been. But you are not alone in this season as in every other season of your life. God, through the power of his Holy Spirit, has begun a good work in you and will carry it on to completion. God is working in you to will and to act to fulfil his good purpose. God is helping you to shine like stars. As we come to God in prayer tonight and all the other times we come in prayer, we're not coming to him for this, to say, God, give me the personal strength, give me the personal resources, help me pull my socks up. No, we're saying, God, would you work in me by the power of your Holy Spirit? God, would your power be at work in my life, changing me and renewing me and transforming me, changing my desires, shaping me from the inside out so that my life might glorify you. And God promises that he will do just that. God promises that as we seek to obey him in this way, he will fulfill his good purpose in us. He will work out, help us work out our salvation in our life with fear and trembling. He promises to be with us. He promises to save us in Jesus Christ. He will help us shine like stars to become children of God who are blameless and pure. So let's pray together. Lord God we thank you for this wonderful truth that when we trust in you we're not saved by any good works that we do but we're saved by your grace alone. Thank you Jesus that we are seen in your sinless perfection and God we pray tonight that you just stir in us a new desire to seek you with all our heart. God I pray you'd stir in us a new dependence to rely on you every day and say God work in me, change me, change my desires, shape me God, make me more like Jesus Christ. God, we submit to your good purposes for our life and we ask that you would help us by your grace to walk them out. Amen. Amen. Thanks, everyone.